everyone, and welcome back to Forward Thinking Podcast. It's Chrissy and Charlie here from CS2. And today we have a next episode of our new series called Maps in 10. Uh, today we're going to be covering a topic that we've talked about a lot in past podcasts, but we're going to trim it down to 10 minutes with key actions that you can take to your business because you know that you're busy. So today we're going to be talking about four things that can be really impacting your speed to lead process. And for those of you that are in, uh, listening, like wondering what speed to lead and really that's the time and also just the process of getting an inbound or someone who's interested uh, in your product directly to a salesperson. It's probably one of the most important things for an organization because this can, you know, really be what makes or breaks a deal, um, you know, to edge out your competitor. And so we think that the speed to lead process is somewhere that marketing out people should be super focused. So let's talk about four things that could be impacting that though. Um, all right. So let's just dive into it straight away. The first one, uh, is really, you know, thinking about your order of operations that may be impacting just getting the lead to the right salesperson. And usually that means, um, in terms of your routing, uh, and that first thing that people normally don't think about is just, uh, your enrichment process, because a lot of what routing uses is your data. And the data that you need to route is normally not on one of your forms. So think about your enrichment process, the timing of it. It's likely that you need to enrich it first before it actually hits your routing so it can get to the right person and it needs to happen instantly. So we usually um, suggest setting up an enrichment process directly in your marketing automation platform. A lot of tools will let you do this um, so that you enrich it and then send that to Salesforce to get uh, routed this way, all of your alerting gets to the right person. Um, and that person can then follow up in a timely manner, the salesperson. So think about your enrichment. Um, and if it's not happening, you might find that some of those leads just don't get to the right person or go to a queue. And that just means, uh, you know, revenue loss potentially. Yeah. And we see it all the time where you might have zoom info in Salesforce enriching, and you have a lead come through the form and the form's pretty cut down. So it has this like job title, email, and a few other fields, but really you need to route on state or industry or something like that. And the lead will be created in your marketing automation platform and then get synced to Salesforce. It then gets routed, but you know, then that enrichment is happening, you know, around about the same time or after it's routed. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you know, now it's, it's gone into just a queue or you know, a parking lot or whatever and it's not getting followed up by the right person. So having that enrichment even better, like on the form itself. Yeah. So yeah. like when the data is um, created in, in your marketing automation platform, that data is already there or the enrichment well plugged into your order of operations. So then it happens before that sync to Salesforce. So then it's ready for whatever routing process, like lean data or whatever you have, like this actually doing the routing. Totally. And for those of you who are like, I don't have an enrichment tool, maybe think about that minimum piece of data that you need to route it properly and just add that to your form. And that could just be as simple as asking for like a state. Um, okay. The next one is uh, the automation um, that you can set up to uh, send your first email out from sales. So 
Uh, instead of just relying on someone to actually pick up that lead, if you do have leads that are trying to get in touch with you for a demo request or contact sales, this is somewhere where you can really automate that first outreach because initial outreach is just to try and say, Hey, you know, we got your message. Let's set up time to chat. Um, or, you know, you requested something, let me give that to you. And then I'll follow up via phone call, but at least they're getting, um, that initial message right away. And then after that, you can then rely on the SDR to do some personalized outreach, but just automating that makes it so that, you know, if, someone happens to be on lunch or, you know, they're out for part of the day. You don't have to keep worrying that leads are just sitting there waiting to get contacted. And it's just something that we, as people just expect, like we said, we wanted to be contacted. And then when nothing happens, it kind of feels a bit like, did that go through what's happening with my request? When will I reach out? And really like when you send it instantly, that's really when that prospect has you top of mind. So sending out right away is super important. Yeah, well, the whole purpose of Speed to Lead is, you know, it is to really have that better customer experience to improve your win rates and ultimately drive revenue. And yeah. I, we speak to clients all the time. We do, um, you know, technology evaluations for clients all the time. And often if the, if the actual speed of them getting back to you is poor, that sometimes it is an instant disqualification. I've had times with clients like, oh, they didn't get back to you in a few days, like they're just off the list because they can't, don't have their shit together just to get back to you. Like, what's their product like? So oh, what's really, the customer service like? Was it, exactly. So it is a big deal. And um, just getting that first com, like point of communication out there is easy. Like, especially go watch our last, oh, like a podcast a few, a few ago with Melissa from Sales Loft about the differences between sales engagement platform and your marketing automation platform and how this is a really good use case for your sales engagement platform to send out that first email just to get that initial point of contact. Totally. All right. So the third thing that could be impacting is, is really just how quickly you can uh, get a meeting on the calendar or get, get direct uh, contact to sales. So similar to that first email, you know, send or follow up, you can actually take this a step further. And if there's a meeting request or a demo request, not just like contact sales, because that could just mean that they want to chat to someone, but maybe you have a demo request. You could do both, but demo request is the most likely you can put in, or there are tools where you can use them to directly, um, you know, send out a calendar invite. So to get that meeting right there. Um, and that, that can be a game changer, I think, because I, it, I think for the prospect, like I said, they expect that like time to like quickly get onto the calendar. Like they don't want to have to then, you know, go back a few hours later or the next day go back and forth over email, you know, to try and figure out a time. It's really easy to just select that time on the calendar. And a lot of these tools that are in place can, you know, direct, uh, directly integrate to your CRM. So they know what, you know, whose calendar to, to show. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of different tools for that, like Chili Piper and Calendly and even, uh, even Drift uh, or qualified chatbots that you can even, you know, ask for the information or put in some qualification criteria before you even set the demo. So you're not wasting the salesperson's time. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they, you don't even have to even ask the questions a lot of the time. They'll even enrich, they'll see the person, they'll put, put in the email address. It will like enrich it in the back end. And then you yeah. can have rules to say, if they meet this criteria, then show them, you know, their specific salesperson's calendar. 
beautiful experience for everyone salesperson the person involved so we advocate for that big time totally and i think this is also a way where you can kind of filter out some junk like you said but also uh, some people who just want to get contacted to like customer success or support or something you can even have a branch and then send them different way or create a, a ticket so that's not just bogging down your sdrs who are really trying to find that new business um okay so the last thing, and this comes down to quality as well, because with uh, speed to lead, really you are saying how fast a salesperson can get to a lead. And sometimes that means just how many they have to follow up with. And so often teams have their SDR split out by inbound reps or just following up on kind of inbound requests. And then, um, you know, ADRs or BDRs who are focused on targeted accounts and they're doing a lot more outbound. Um, but if you're generating a ton of MQLs, that can be a lot that can inundate your, um, your inbound team, or if they do a shared role, they need to know where to focus too. So one of the things that we think could be useful is to focus on MQLs that have, you know, declared intent and less assumed intent. So there's definitely different levels of, um, MQLs and we call some of these hand raisers. So like your demo request, contact sales, people who, you know, have requested pricing information, um, you know, have entered the product. These are all, uh, these are all people that you can follow with, with right away. Um, but also beyond that. So there's, um, all your rest of your MQLs, but you can also then set up SLAs around the different tiers of MQLs, not even so much tied to what they do, um, but who they are. So if your company's a lot more focused on enterprise deals than mid-market and SMB, you can tier them based on size. If it's another criteria, then you can do that too. Um, but just another way to limit the amount of MQLs to follow up with. So you can follow up with the right ones. After. Yeah. And then I think that with the tier, you can definitely set it up by the actual kind of the declared tier, like the tier one, this is demo request, contact sales, et cetera. And then tier two would be more like a content based MQL. And each of those would have a different SLA. And SLA is like a really good way to ensure yeah. the second part of speed to lead, which is like the first part is getting the lead to sell. Second part of sales actually following up. SLA is there to enforce that follow-up. So for a tier one, it should be a follow-up within you know, minutes, mm -hmm. really. The tier two might be more like hours. So if you have those enforcement um, if that enforcement in place and the tracking in place to be able to enforce your SLAs. And that's another big piece of actually making sure that salesperson makes contact in time. Totally. All right. So that's it. Four things uh, to look at with your speed to lead process. So we hope you enjoyed today's Mops in 10. And if you did like it, feel free to share it with your colleagues and friends and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.